advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. Tim's giggling like a little girl. You say? Haven't seen somebody so jolly in a long time. Should I put my open container right by the computer? You're making me real nervous. If you flail your Wookiee arm, it will hit this (laughs) and ruin the recording. Did you say he was giggling like a ninja turtle? No. What did you say? I have no idea what I just said. You said said I was giggling giggling like... Like a little girl. Oh, a little girl. I heard giggling like a ninja turtle, and then you said I haven't seen someone so jolly. Shit. It's because that thing's dangerous. I was seeing the future unfold based on something that Brad just did. And it amused me greatly when when Brent was doing his ritualistic um, drink, the whiskey clink, the whiskey clink of his glass. When they say, "Please read from sheets," um, Brad reached down and clinked the crazy bell. It, it was yeah. perfect, though. It, it made me really happy, honestly. I know, and <laughs> yeah. that, I could see and it, it made Dave really, really happy. <laughs> no, because I started laughing because I saw it on your face that now that bell must be rung. Yeah. And if the bell isn't rung, it's going to fuck you up. So now Brad's not going to ring it. And then you're going to have to, you're going to be like a one man band over here, like ringing bells with your toes and clinking glasses with your hands. (laughs) No, I think it's okay because it's outside of my control. Like when I have my thing, when I drive through the circle. So in Bakersfield, we have this Garces circle. It's a roundabout. Some cities have those. And when I learned to drive, I would have to go through that. And I was really nervous about it. I've talked about it before. So I would turn off the radio when I drove through the Garces circle. Mind you, I was 15 and a half or 16 or something at the time. I'm 38 and I do it now. I've never driven through the Garcia Circle with the radio on. But at one point I was riding in the car with someone and I started to panic like, fuck, I want to turn off the radio. And then I decided that I made a rule that if I'm not in control of the vehicle, it doesn't matter if the radio's on. So I let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> crazy bell. So the crazy bell is not in my control. I okay. enjoy it. If it happens, it's complimentary. It's, okay. it's gravy. Okay. Yeah. I was picturing the ritual getting more sophisticated no, as no. time goes on. I like it. I like the idea of it, but it's not. I don't <laughs> not like mandatory. the idea of Brad being in control of it because he could fuck with me. He so, could fuck with you. He would fuck I'd with you. I'd decide yes. if the day's good or bad. Yeah. Right, right. It's good. You would I, like it. I like it. Like when I go to the coffee shop, I was when I I pay with a five dollar bill. I order four shots over ice with heavy uh-huh. whip, and then they hand me a dollar, two dollars and fifty cents back. I put one dollar across their tip jar and hand the barista fifty cents, and they drop it on the dollar. If the dollar folds and goes into the jar, I feel like I'm gonna generally have a good day. If it's some new person or like the owner or someone that's not familiar with the ritual, I get pretty stressed out and they generally fuck me, it up. I pull the money back out. Yeah, a reach in the tip jar and fuck with it. So, and, and then Brent, I, put the, I put the other dollar back in my pocket. Yeah, Brent really gets fucked up. Yeah. So. It's very upset. Uh. <laughs> I don't have that many crazy things. That's really the big three. Like, and you guys know about it. It's like my morning ritual, driving through the Garces Circle and the whiskey clink. Right. That's really it, I think. Right. And the... 
the way you dispose of the bodies and how your hats fit and the shirts you wear. You can only wear certain shirts. That's and normal your shoes. though. And your shoes. I just have a. Yeah, you only have one pair of shoes, different colors. Preferences. These are all normal. Things. Is, those are preferences. That's normal. Okay. Okay. You like shirts to fit a certain way. I'm sure. I just want the collar to be tight. That's all. And I know that those shoes fit good. So. <laughs> I don't want to, it's a bitch to go fucking pick out new shoes a million times, you know? Like, I found the shoes. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't think that counts. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. So I did some, uh, so when I studied marketing um, for some of my classes, I looked a lot at guerrilla marketing. And there's all sorts of really interesting things that guerrilla marketers do. And one thing that I read that they do is, especially in like bigger cities, um, where there's a business, like a lot of businesses will have like a staff lounge where they actually put like drinks and coffee and <clears throat> so like the staff gets free bagels and free right. sodas or whatever. Um, but I guess like people from different companies will contact the office manager and say, Hey, we have a new energy drink. If we give you two months for free, will you stock them in your fridge? Right. And then they're like, shit, yeah, we will. Cause it's free stuff for mm -hmm. the fridge. And they'll, I mean, even a lot of them will do like down and dirty stuff. They'll even write a receipt that's paid and then give it to the office manager. So then the office manager could just turn it take in money yeah. out of the account and put oh, it wow. in their pocket. And, yeah. but anyway, they're just getting product into the lounge. So yeah. all these people suddenly get branded by the, by the brand. And I was realizing last week that I needed to do that at my place of work yeah. with El Yucateco well, hot with it, sauce. Yeah. How did it so go? You I did took, it? Yeah, I did it. I took a full run of the bottles and I put them in the fridge because uh, probably about 150-ish faculty members use our lounge for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, depending on when when their classes are. So I snuck them into the fridge because there's never any hot sauce in the fridge. That was what made me think of it. I always have hot sauce in my office. And if I use the microwave or have something in the fridge, I have to go all the way back to my office to saucify it. So I put a, I put a full spread of El Yucateco. And as I was putting them in, people were eating lunch and they were like, oh, what's that? And so even the picture I took in the fridge didn't have the full spread because people were already snaking the El Yucateco and putting it on their food. That's, That's like cool. my, so, my patio bomb when I would sit on the table. And so I, I did a I did a work lounge bomb of El Yucateco, and now people are going to get addicted to the to yes, the flavor. That's cool. Yep, that's good. It's easy to do. Gorilla marketing's our specialty. That's right. So. I thought it was a surrounding bananas. Like gorillas just try to make everything. They work bananas into every every ad campaign. Gorilla marketing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Like, that's what part of it. Banana bagels in the lobby. No? Banana bagels, no. yeah. We have a we have a uh, monthly calendar with uh, women uh, on bananas. What? <laughs> They're like riding banana boats. And, you know. Brett tried to save my joke and it went just yeah. as bad. Somebody, that wasn't a joke. Somebody choked me. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> you guys think I'm joking? No, but I was choking. <sighs> okay. H. H. Holmes. Hunter Hearst Holmesley. No, that's a wrestler. Is that really? Yeah. Hunter Hearst. <laughs> Hunter Hearst Holmesley. Yeah. Triple H? Triple H. Oh, yes. Yeah. I know Triple H. I didn't know that that was his name. I'm well, impressed. You better, you better step up. I never watched wrestling. You're stupid. I don't either. I do. <laughs> it's awesome. I don't anymore. I go through phases. I haven't watched it in a long time. I recently started watching it again. Oh, you still watch it? Yeah, I go back to it. So. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> what are you, 12? Well, no, as soon as I saw that Mick Foley was shit. like on one of the, I forget if it's on Raw or SmackDown, but Mick Foley's on it again. And I was like, okay, I'll watch this. Oh, I had a roommate that was old. so into Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. old. 
That dude's legit, though. He's yeah. awesome. No, I he's... never watched wrestling except for when my roommate used to watch no. me fully constantly. He's, right. Yeah, he's legit. My roommate yeah. used to literally like set up shit in the garage. I think I talked about it before. We would come home to crashing noises in the garage, and he he's had like jumping off the rafters. I swear to God, he had wooden wire spools. And he had like boards set across it, and he was jumping off our like six foot ladder. There's no room in the garage. Yeah, but we just heard all this Hunched noise. Over I was like, at the "What ceiling. is that noise, dude?" And I walk into the house and come back around to get into the garage, and I just see him coming off the top of the ladder and landing like whatever that's called, where you drop your elbow, elbow like, drop, like yep. el- appropriately <laughs> named uh, elbow dropping onto this board, but it not fucking breaking. Him just bouncing <laughs> off of it, and fucking rolling. <laughs> And he's just all sweaty and fucking like bleeding a little bit and he's just crawling up on it. I was like, what are you doing? But he legitimately thought he was going to go to wrestling school for a little while. That's how serious he was about it. It's not that hard. Yeah, the biography out there on the table. Yeah, pretty much. You just pay your money and go. Yeah. You You probably wash wrestling league. I mean, because it's tough shit to do and you're not going to be good enough, but you can go. It's It's like minor league baseball. You're busting your ass. You're traveling around. And not getting paid anything. No. It was pretty awesome, though. He would just bounce off of it and then roll Should into have the filmed concrete. it. Mm, yeah, I don't At think... least I have a film of me getting hit in the face with a two-by-four. <laughs> let's get that shit. Yeah. I want to see that. How we well, I have... have it's all my fucking it was like right before. Millimeter. It was like right before school started. I think it was like our senior year. And I had a cookie sheet. We were wrestling in the living room. <laughs> I hope you had a mullet. So just imagine we had cookie sheets. We had two-by-fours, bats, all kinds of shit in was, the living room of my friend's house. And the was camera was set up on the TV. No, no mullet. No, I'm, I'm not room. old enough. No. I had a mullet. And uh, With a perm. So <laughs> I have the cookie sheet under my shirt. And my buddy's hitting me in the stomach with the with the two-by-four. And it's hitting the cookie sheet, you know. So it's not really hurting. Right. But then he swings back. And just fucking baseball bat swings and hits me across the side of the head with the two by four. He thought I was going to move. I didn't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it hurt. <laughs> it hit the fucking side of the head with the two by four. That was the stupidest question I ever heard. Did it hurt? Well, I was confused. I was waiting for a climax of the story and then th- that was it, huh? Yeah, I got hit in the face with the two by four. No, I was going to tell a story about me hitting my friend in the head with the Arrowhead water bottle, but it's not nearly as cool as your two by four. So no. We used to cut each other, all kinds of fun stuff. That's the nature of wrestling. Yeah. Bring those tapes. I'll get them converted. We'll so get HH, on DVD. So Triple H was a serial killer. Or are we talking about a different guy? No, that guy. HH Holmes. So I do want I do want to give a thanks to uh, both Christopher Purr and Rob Gomez, who a long time ago when we were asking for some topics, they both recommended HH Holmes, um, who was reason, known as and, the the Beast of Chicago. And and the reason kind of we held off on it too was that there was another podcast that did one on him like right at the same time it was mentioned. Right. So we're not going to do the show at the same time somebody else is doing a show about the same person. So okay. but I hadn't I had never heard of this guy. Right, like this was now my tech um, had told me about it. He kept suggesting it. And I, I, t- I tell my buddy board. last night, he's like, what are you guys doing? And I said, HH H. Holmes. And he's like, Oh, and he fucking like flipped out, like <laughs> wigged out on me, like excited. And I was like, okay. I so, was like his original name though was fucking Herman Webster Mudgett. Like, yeah. That's yeah. fucking horrible. Like that, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Strike three. Well, yeah, like as soon Herman as I, Webster Mudget. Yeah, so as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, it makes sense. This is why he's yeah, killing everybody. That's he got why like picked case on. closed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, picked on. And yeah. It's over. You could have like a pre crime division just looking at names and yeah. saying, you know, this Herman guy. Webster Mudget. Yeah, this guy. He's going to kill people. Circular. Like, yeah. But um, but he didn't go, for, he didn't use his name for very long. And that was because he <laughs> was choice. a 
con man, actually. Yeah. Right. And he kind of had to keep changing his name. So he was born in 1861. So we're talking um, cowboy days, not quite castle, not quite castle times. Yeah, it's after castle um, times. It's af- after castle times. Is it, It's railroad times. Um, yeah, I like that better than cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. But he was uh, born in 1861 and he did all of these killings in the late 1800s. Can we do brothel times? Like that'd be good. Brothel times. (laughs) Yeah, we could do brothel times. That's a good, that's better. Still a building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm just not sure why, because this is roughly the same time as Jack the Ripper. And Tesla and Edison, like that was what was really cool is the whole World's Fair thing happening. Right, right. Like I really was trying to picture that of like all the stuff's going on with Tesla and stuff. And little do they know this fucking a bunch guy. of the people at this World's Fair are going and staying in this hotel and getting gassed and suffocated and starved to death. I thought the way you killed like, him was kind of like not that creative, though. What are you talking about? Not that creative. <laughs> He built know. a three-story like labyrinth. Hey, let's put him in a, uh, a bank vault and suffocate him. I'm like, come on, man. No, that's awesome. He was like, hey, could you go get that paper for me? Like, he, she was just the secretary a second ago, and all of a sudden he just decides, hey, could you go grab that paper that she had probably done a hundred times? She walks into the vault, he closes the door. Yeah. Well, let's keep it. It's yeah. very simple. I, there's an explanation for all this. Okay, I want to hear this explanation. There's no mystery. So, so no, there's not. No, uh, there's an explanation, but we have to get to all the parts of everything. And why to why he did it. And I understand it can't be Gary Coleman or Atari. It's not. okay. And I read um, a a quote that I read um, that I thought kind of didn't. I just didn't think this quote did it justice. It said, besides being a serial killer, H.H. Holmes was also a con artist and a bigamist. I know. I didn't think about bigamy, yeah. and I had a, I looked up bigamist, and I was like, "Oh, duh, bigamy!" Like I didn't yeah. think about that, but I don't know. He just didn't fill out the paperwork. It's not. I just. I don't. I just don't see that that sentence is necessary. I don't see that the con man and the bigamist should go in the same sentence. I think. As I think he also horribly murdered two hundred people. Yeah. Maybe. I, I think. <laughs> I think at that time. I think at that time, a lot of people were probably bigamists. Like a majority. Yeah, probably of anybody. Like, was a well, well, to be a yeah, you're married and then you go and get remarried. He did have three wives at one time, and none of them knew did. about the others. But he some did. of that was like, it sounded more like he just didn't finish the process or something. He, didn't he moved get to a, a different didn't state. Didn't get around to murdering him. You know, you're in a different state. You guys broke whatever. It's just, it's just formalities, right? Yeah. So again, as soon as I said, okay, serial, <clears throat> serial killer, let's take a look and see. How, how he was raised and which boxes we can tick, you know, on the serial killer spreadsheet. Um, and reading his background, again, I thought he was going to, you know, looking at, if I just looked at this background, I would think, oh, he's going to become mad scientist, not horrible murderer. Yeah, I watched a really cool documentary that had an interview with a profile on there, and he was going down the list of serial killer stuff. And I, I what I didn't think about before, and we've done all these serial killers, is generally... Um, they, the killings tend to happen in a setting where, um, people are unfamiliar. There's a lot of people and there's no family support system. Like, so, um, everybody showing up to that world's fair was a perfect setting. So there's like some specific States like California and New York where these things happen. And the stat on serial killers that's still current blew my mind. 200 people. It doesn't sound like a ton, I guess, but I don't know. It kind of does 200 people per year killed still by serial killers. And that generally happens by 20 people. So each person gets away with 10 murders before they're actually caught, which is kind of gnarly. That's a heavy body count. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. And I know we have a, we have a serial killer here in Bakersfield. 
that no one ever seems to care about or say much about. Go ahead. I, I feel like you're going to point at me or something. No, I, I was, <laughs> it was several years ago. I was watching the news and they talked about the fact that some, uh, uh, prostitutes body was found near train tracks and, uh, she was murdered and her body was dumped near train tracks. Why is Brad and sweating so they, much right now? Yeah, I know he's looking a little nervous, <laughs> but then they cut to the detective and the detectives talking and said, yeah, you know, so we found the victim, blah, blah, blah. She was probably age such and such. Um, it's uh, and then like at the very end, he just kind of does a normal little police spiel. And at the end, he says, but it's um, it's completely consistent with uh, a serial killer in the area who who tends to do all of those things. And then they just sit in in other news. It's like, can we wait? An ongoing thing in Bakersfield? As of five years ago. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I apparently some guy kills prostitutes and dumps of, um, their bodies by the train track. But a, a lot of serial killers, serial killers, a lot of serial killers, it'll be years. Like they'll, yeah. they'll yeah. do like one and then two years later do another one. And it's kind of just spread well, out. When your skin suit dries out, you have yeah, to go you gotta go make a new one. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, yeah. I it, just if you like a moist, I mean, it's like beef jerky. Some people like it moist <laughs> beef jerky. True. Some people like it dry. That's beef jerky. You know. Yeah. If you like it dry, then you can just wear it till it cracks. Yeah. No, but yeah. the, the World's Fair thing was such a perfect setting because especially at the time, like lack of communication, like nowadays, you know, someone's going to miss you real quick if you don't answer a text message within a couple hours. No, but there something is off. No, but back then in the 1890s, it's like, yeah. Riding a fucking horse-drawn carriage all the way to this place where there's two million people or something crazy. There? Well, even yeah. even before that though, he was seen with a, a little boy, and the boy came up missing, and then he was questioned about it. He said, "Oh no, he went back home to Massachusetts." Yeah, he did this all the time, right? Right. Yeah, and then they're like, "Okay." All you had to say back then was like, "Oh, they're visiting family," yeah. and then oh, move, okay. and then change your name. Yeah, because there was no links between yeah. police or anything. Right. Like they, right. they had no way of communicating. So yeah, let's l- look at some of his earlier cases. So he was born um, again. He was highly intelligent. He was known for being highly intelligent, like so much so that he was ostracized by his peers. All the other kids in school would make fun of him because he was too smart and he didn't hang out with them. He was born to a wealthy family in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. I don't suspect there are other types of families in Gilmanton, right. New Hampshire. I don't, I never, when I saw New Hampshire, I was like, oh, New Hampshire, that's a place. Like, yeah. do you ever think about New Hampshire? No. <laughs> like, if I think of all the states, it's Delaware, New Hampshire is not right. one that I think of. Yeah. I'm in Delaware. Anyway, so he's born to a wealthy family. He was highly intelligent. His father was an alcoholic. Um, he was very interested in medicine as a child, and apparently he would perform surgery on animals. That's a fucking red flag. <clears throat> well, it red said flag. that um, <clears throat> it said that he was. It was kind of a. Um, it kind of came out after he was bullied. Yeah. And they made him right. stand in front of a skeleton and yeah. put the, the skeleton's hands on his face. And then after that, he said it cured his fears. And then he started dissecting animals. Right. Yeah, he was frightened. Yeah. So the, bully, the bullies yeah. like, like they started forced it, him sure. to like touch this dead human skeleton yeah. thinking it was going to freak him out. And, and, and that, and this is my, this is my play on uh, when we get to the end after everything, like the, mm. the, how I think it works. Like I don't think he, Killed people for uh, because he wanted to. Okay, I want to hear this. Well, he has a I quote wanna, that says, we'll, we'll you know, there. about being born into that. You know how a yeah. poet wants to write poetry. Like, yeah. it's not his fault. Which I yeah, think. he said that. Uh, he said I was born with the devil in me. Yeah, yeah, was was one of his quotes when he got interviewed by the Hearst newspapers later later on. But um, 
then again, I was re- like one of the one of the places I went to was uh, biology or uh, biography.com, which has pretty good biographies of people. And there was just a little blurb in there. Some accounts indicate he may have been responsible for the death of a friend. Mm-hmm. Can we elaborate they don't know. on that? <laughs> like, what? The, but problem the problem is, thing is they don't fucking, know. Yeah, hearsay yeah. back then, there's just no Yeah, way. we're dealing with the no 1800s, there's no know. records. Yeah, That'd be like the time-traveling serial killer. Like, if you could just go back in time, you can kill whoever you want well, never get true. caught. You wouldn't nah, the butterfly caught. effect would get you. It'd fuck mm, you up. Your time machine would not disappear. Not really, not if they're not related to you. No, the butterfly effect, man. No. Not Literally. if you kept going backwards. Yeah, how do you know that the butterfly effect uh, is even there? You don't know if it happens like that. Oh, you know true. what the butterfly effect is? Well, no, but you might have always been destined. Like that, you went back and killed this person and you always killed that person. That's yeah. true. That yeah. could come into play. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like you don't, uh-huh. know if the butterfly, you don't know if the butterfly effect works like it is. Like it just, it just is what it is. The other a- thing you could do is like build a gun and as soon as you pull the trigger, it like kicks in your time machine. And you only go backwards, and then you'd never have to deal with the butterfly effect. I think what happens is there's no, it's a, suck, though, because you'd keep going then backwards. Well, you would, but you'd see somebody pull the trigger. Like, right when you pull the trigger to kill Hitler, you jump back a year, and then, like— Oh, suck, and then you can like, wait, and, and then, then you not, never— And then not kill that person. Or yeah. just, it doesn't matter. I'm never going back to, the, to that future. I think what happens is there's a round one. Like, there's the first version. And then when time travel becomes possible, whatever butterfly effect you caused is now the norm. That that is now so the it line. just changes over time. That's why the Bernstein Bears change. Yeah, because it's fucking time travelers. Yeah, which they on Mister Robot last night. Don't yeah. tell me anything. Oh, don't tell me anything. They all die. <laughs> well. I don't want to hear anything about it. So he goes to so H H uh, uh, Triple H um, goes to medical school because I thought his whole doctor thing was a complete con because he becomes such a con man, but he does go to U of M Mm -hmm. and become a doctor. And that was one big, uh, point in the profiler. Um, he was talking about serial killers are always extremely intelligent, but generally never actually finish their schooling because they're too impatient and they want to do what they're doing. Um, and he is like one of the very rare cases that he actually went through, but probably the most likely because it gave him access to cadavers. Yeah, he was able to do the things he wanted to do. He wanted to do do the creepy shit on the cadavers, but he was smart enough to be a doctor, so it was like a win-win for him, so he actually finished school. I thought it was awesome, though, that while he was in school, he started stealing the cadavers and putting uh, life insurance policies on them. Yep. And then getting the life insurance, he's life insurance from them. Yes. After claiming they were dead, I yeah. was like, he would take them. Awesome. He would put a, po- a life insurance policy on them, and then claim they were accidentally so, killed. Yeah. And he would fucking show like, them the body and claim the money. And probably at that point in time, insurance companies had no idea. Like the like fraud wasn't. I mean, I'm sure fraud was a thing immediately, but not that <laughs> elaborate of a fraud. Yeah. No one's thinking that like someone is crazy enough. Like he's um, he's the first serial killer, sort of, or that we know of that was right. caught and documented. So no one's thinking that anyone's crazy enough that there's no possibility or any realm of never that, thought that, right. that that's going to be never a fake thought. body yeah. that someone poured acid on their face, yeah. made up some fucking scenario and yeah. they collected the money that just right. didn't exist. Yeah. Didn't and there was, and there's shit for forensics. Yeah. I mean, you could just show up with this disfigured body they and say, know this is Mary Jones. And they'd the be only, like, fuck, okay. We I saw a thing. Yeah. It was her. like the only test forensics wise for blood was like, yep, it's blood. Mm-hmm. That was it. They were like, you could determine nothing. Whose blood? Like literally. But there's found, the body and there's blood all over. Yeah, so it's their they blood. found some strands of hair and they're like, yep, that girl had blonde hair. Like, that's all you could do at that time. Like, blood. And I mean, fingerprinting was a brand new science. Right. I mean, and if you disfigured the fingers and there wouldn't have been fingerprints anyway. 
There's no database. There's no database. It's like, oh, this yeah. is Mary's. Are these her fingerprints? I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. fuck do I know? You would have had to go to her house and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let's look. Oh, they look the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. someone with a magnifying me. glass and a steady hand would have to compare that yeah. shit. Right, something exactly. That you pulled yeah. from her home. That's so then, crazy. so he does this. So he's disfiguring corpses and and collecting insurance money, um, and. Shortly after he graduates from U of M, he ends up moving to Moore's Fork, New York, um, which rhymes. Um, and in Moore's Fork is where he ended up having a, a boy went missing who was seen like hanging out right. with him. And then when the uh, authorities asked him what happened to the boy, he said that he claimed he went back to his home in Massachusetts and the cops were like, okay, case closed. Yeah, and then he just, just like skipped town. Yeah. Even the Wikipedia, it's like, um, yeah, he says he went home to his, uh, or he went back to home in Massachusetts, uh, no investigation and he moved. Yeah. Right. And that's it. Like he there is changes, no, yeah. there's no detail. Right. Because I'm anything. sure in six months or a year or whatever, it would have come out. He never made it back home. And then they would have been like, well, where's that motherfucker who was seen with him? I don't know. He left town. Like well, because back ago. then, too, it was like people might have killed someone else. But it was like, oh, you fucked my wife. I caught you. I killed you. Not like, oh, you took this little boy, Michael Jackson status, and then fucking he disappeared. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. There wasn't that thing. It wasn't a right. suspicion. Yeah. You also skipped. He graduated at 16 and took teaching jobs. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like, that's crazy. No, he was intelligence fucking is always smart. a factor. Yeah, it is a factor. Like I said, like, re, like he's super charismatic. He's super intelligent. Like, he could, like, he filled the, you know, he could have either gone cult leader, serial killer, or mad scientist. I'm going to start he making had, a database for early, early graduates. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm starting to see the, the pattern is similar. I don't know where, what happens to diverge one to a cult leader, one to a serial killer, and one to it's a just scientist, something in their brain. Yeah, Someday, yeah. your kids got tested for gate. Yeah. Keep a fucking close eye. Yeah. On them. If you if well, next usually, week they chop usually, up a frog, yeah. yeah. Usually yeah. cult leader ends with death anyway. Sure, so it's kind of the same. Yeah, but it's mass murder, not serial killer. Usually, yeah. I mean, leader. you know, well, tomato, that, tomato. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, once again, that uh, that profile described that you can go back when you trace these serial killers back to childhood. That whatever um, thing they displayed, um, they exhibit in the human behavior later. So if they chopped up dogs. Then, you know, when they're literally got caught like torturing animals, when they grow up to become the serial killer, they torture yeah. the people in right. the same fashion. Right. So it's pretty funny because later we're going to get into it that as he starts to kill these people, he cleans their skeletons and sells them to colleges and, and teaching schools and whatnot. And his whole traumatic experience was like Brad said, with that, that skeleton. skeleton thing, yeah. which is not that big of a deal. Some kids it's are a like, trigger, though. Yeah. And right. so it, it like embedded itself in yeah. some neural pathway because he already had a little he was a little bit off mm -hmm. hair, like cutting up animals. And then you show him this creepy skeleton. And he's like, the, the cut thing, one of those up. Yeah, like, the thing is, though, that like it's a bigger animal. What, what happened was, was when that happened, like he said, it cured his fears. Right. So bringing that back, he has um, a, a good moment that came out of that. Right. Out of out of a bad time, a good moment right. came so out of it. So that's what he's looking to chase. He gets that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like I play a card game that I played since I was young because I have that nostalgia. Right. That feeling that I get, you know, and and um. It's kind of the same thing. This was my point was it's not he the only way he could get the skeletons to help. He's thinking he's helping people because he's selling these skeletons to schools. You know what I mean? Like, mm, I don't know about that shit, but I, I in your brain. Yeah, like I you, think you, it's, um, you justify it in a certain way. Like even a serial, serial killer has to justify killing people. 
in their yeah, own there's brain. some justification going on yeah, in their I'm brain, killing this person sure. because they just have of whatever no, it is. Yeah, no emotional response. Or there's like, no attachment because they're just a person. It's just yeah. like you, you, you kill an animal for no reason just to cut them open and see what it is. You have no attachment to it. it it's the same thing. If you can detach from people, I just can't if they're just animals. Kids, though. Or animals. I mean, grown you, ups, could, you could. Yeah. <laughs> Grown-ups, if they're an asshole, like, yeah. I think I might be able to yeah, be like, bring it on. I'll be yeah, like the could. Boondock Saints Well, grown-ups are easy, killer. and kids are, too, if they're yeah. assholes. If I was totally sure they were a criminal, and I knew I'd get away with it, I retract that statement publicly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you roll. Hey, we're doing an entertainment was. show here. That was a joke. <laughs> so then one, one other thing, and again, a lot of these things, you know, we... <laughs> We don't, I mean, there's no evidence that he killed that boy who went missing in Moore's yeah. Fork, but the fact that he went missing, it could have, it could have, he was in, he was investigated and he yeah. left town. Like that all tends to indicate that's probably what yeah. happened. And then again, he was in Philadelphia working in a drugstore and a boy died from an overdose of the medicine that he sold him. And, um, as soon as that happened, he left town yeah. and changed his and name. Changed his name, yeah. So it's like, I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't look good. No. <laughs> like, I can't say he killed yeah. the guy, but it does not look good, what right? What did you have to do so, to change your name back then? Because he did it a bunch. He's you roll into town and, and say, say my I name am. is so-and-so. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, good to meet you. Yeah, because yeah, what was your identification? Like, did, well, you know what I mean? There was not a social security system in nope. place. There's not driver's license. no licenses. fucking driver's license. Yeah, nope, what is you your just, identification? Hi, I am. You have a business card. Yeah. Yeah, No (laughs) shit. I mean, you would just go to the local print place and be like, I'm a doctor. Hi, I'm doctor, whatever. Yeah. So at at this point he moves and this is when he moves to Chicago and he calls himself H.H. Holmes instead of Herman Webster Mudgett. Um, His little brother's name was Henry, too, which is weird. He chose that name of all names. Yeah. He took his little brother's name. Yeah. A lot of names weird. out there. There are a lot of names out there. So, uh, I can't believe that we've gone this far saying Herman Webster Mudgett without mentioning the fact that Webster was a midget or Herman Munster or Herman Munster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've just jumbo no, shrimp. I'm surprised we've made it this yeah. long. Green I thought, jacket, I thought gold about it. jacket. <laughs> Mine and Brad's favorite joke that nobody fucking gets. Somebody gets that. I'm, we won't say someone will message me the gold jacket, green jacket. Continue, midget man. Okay. So um, in 1886, when he's 25 years old, he moves to Chicago and he finds work at Elizabeth S. Holton's pharmacy. And this is where he first uses the fake name Dr. Henry H. Holmes. Um, After he's worked there for a little bit, Holton's husband dies and he ends up buying the pharmacy after Elizabeth disappeared. I like that he was a really hard worker too. Yeah, he was. Well, said that he was a very yeah, good said worker. He was a very good worker. Um, but the husband dies and then shortly thereafter the the uh, wife disappears. She agrees to sell it to him. She yeah. agrees to sell it to him. And For then a pretty she good amount. Yeah, he's going to pay her back. You know. And when everyone says, where is she? He says that he moved. she moved to California to be closer to her family. Super tricky with financing stuff, too. Like, he always bought stuff on credit. And when he bought that pharmacy, he actually used the store fixtures yeah. and inventory yeah. um, against, you know, as, as collateral, collateral against the thing to buy the thing. It was He's like, I'll give you this thing I don't own as collateral to buy the thing I want to own right that's very strange yeah no he was really he was a con artist he was, yeah. artist. He was very fucking good at finding loopholes and exploiting shit but yeah well, he 
basically back then got, there was no, there probably wasn't even a loophole. It was just like, hey, weird. what do you have that we can finance? He's like, well, I'm buying this store. If I get it, I'll just give you this stuff, you know. And if she went in and I signed guess that's the how papers loans over, work, really though, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have a car, they're like, I'll take that car back if you don't pay me for that car. Well, that's the thing though, not for <laughs> the thing itself. Like your collateral has to be a separate thing. Yeah, a history of credit. Like my coll- or... like I collateral. Oh is, yeah, I guess. Like if well, I wanted to buy a farmhouse. And I used all of the stuff in my pharmacy as collateral. That makes sense. But I can't say, I want to buy this farmhouse. I'm using everything currently in that farmhouse as collateral. Yeah. Like, what the it's fuck just, are you doing? I, I guess that would be. Ha- if I don't pay, you can have the shit. No, no, no. It would be the same thing as, hey, I'll give you, I'm going to buy that car. And I'll give you the pink slip for that car to give me the loan for the car. That's how it happens, though. The bank holds the pink slip until you pay for the car. So oh, that's, it's normal. It just sounds tricky. It's, that's a that normal sounded thing. different in my head. But yeah. When you said that, I was like, yeah. oh, that is how okay. it works. Yeah. This Genius. is why we don't do finance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why we, that's why we give everybody so stickers wait, and don't so charge Wait a minute. I fix computers and don't Wait a minute. You're telling me <laughs> that the they, they keep something <laughs> from that and and then they give you money for it? I, I don't, don't understand. This doesn't make any sense um, at all. But even... It's really you know, bugging me, you know. You're wearing the same shit as I am right now. We're twinsies. It's really bugging me. You are twinsies. You're both wearing the new Sophie better podcast if you're both t-shirt. actually wearing the same shirt. No. I'll I get would, in I get in there with you. I would leave. I'd come out the neck. I want to face you though. <laughs> you're going to come out of the neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dick neck. Quay. <laughs> okay, you've convinced me. Sorry. All right. Um I hope someone got my total recall reference. I didn't know you're whispering um, Quake over there? Quaid. Oh, Quaid. What's that? Dennis Quaid? Don't worry about it. He has something to do with the cre- more, It's more midget more jokes, I think. Is there no, a midget involved? I have enough Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, there's a really horrible uh, puppet coming out of a man's stomach involved. Oh, I kind of remember that, yeah. Quato. <laughs> man. <laughs> All I remember is the horrible zero atmosphere Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. Like <laughs> stretching and all that noise. Three titties. Yeah. yeah I you remember three, three titties, titties and eyes the taxi driver. Yep. The funny taxi driver. Taxi driver. Yeah. Fat woman exploding. Yeah. These are oh, all yeah. the hits. But you you should also remember Quato's little mutated it, form sticking I, I out of the I sort of body. remember that, yep. yeah. I think I was too young. You need to revisit that movie. I don't know if I can. It's dope. Was the new one good? It wasn't bad. It was all right. Yeah. Didn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Not even a cameo? No. Not one. He was too busy doing game or uh, what is it? The mobile strike commercials. The what? Mobile strike. The app. The game app. He's doing commercials for him. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's doing the new Celebrity Apprentice. Ooh. <laughs> is he really? Yes. He is. <laughs> that kind of makes me want to watch it. Because going to go out on the streets <laughs> and you're going to touch the people. And of course, like, I will be so disappointed if at the end he doesn't say you're terminated. Oh, <laughs> like he's yeah. the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's no, he's the host. Yeah, he'll say that. Like, he's got to. Unless terminated. somebody owns that phrase. And he, he owns it. He says it. it all the time. Yeah. Or, I mean, James Cameron owns it, but they're homeboys. That will be great. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, anyway, so all of this happens. He buys this pharmacy. He gets embedded in Chicago culture. He's starting to make a decent amount of money. He's the pharmacist. And across the street from the pharmacy is an empty lot. So he buys the empty lot and he starts having built um, a hotel 
that will coincide its opening along with the World's Fair. And I kept reading and nothing said the World's Fair. Everything said the Columbian Exposition. Oh, I didn't see it referred yeah. to as that. And I was like, what the fuck is the well, Columbian I saw, Exposition? I saw World's Fair, but then I saw that too. It was like, it wasn't a clear... So it was like World's Fair colon Columbian Exposition. It was like that was the theme of that year hmm. or something. Hmm. But it was the World's Fair in Chicago. I guess it would have been the 18... 90, I forget what year this was. 93? Was that what year it was? And it doesn't matter. Late, 18, late 1893. 18, 18, 1890s. Uh, it's 1893. 93. Yeah. So the World's Fair, and again, the World's Fair back in the day was the fucking shit. Like it was a, one history teacher would have been fucking pissed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we'd heard um, about it. The World's Fair was a big deal. It would happen only in major cities, and literally people from around the world would travel to see the newest technological advances, the newest artistry. Like the the entire city would be transformed while the World's Fair happened there. Um, and the one in Chicago happened, big deal. Like you said, Edison would have been there. Tesla was there, like showing off, you know, crazy electrical currents, all kinds of shit. I think two like, million people showed up for that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's like, super that's, crazy ridiculous you know how many right? hats there were yeah. <laughs> there were so many men versus women though like i was watching uh like there was a a bunch of pictures of it on this documentary and i was like look at all those fucking little hats like those speaking weird- speaking of hats we think oh yes we should think go for so, it so um dean's haberdashery um i really like some hats man. yeah um buddy of ours sent us some nice um i don't know what these are called black flat caps. caps flat caps i have um, two actually that i've worn for years like he made me a really nice yeah. custom one that has like antique bicycles inside um and i have fucking worn that thing through a year of like taco shop sweat riding my bike to fucking work yeah. i mean i wore that thing i've washed it three times i don't know that you're supposed to be able to wash those fucking things and no, it's i wear still yeah i've had mine for several years too and i was very happy to walk in and find another one yeah not yeah. a fucking thread hanging off that hat that i have that thing is a beast yeah so, so look look up uh dean's haberdashery i know they sell a lot of stuff on etsy they'll do custom made hats and so forth so is it haberdashery uh, or haberdashery haberdashery Hab- Hab- well, Hab- just green say green jacket okay gold google jacket. yeah okay yeah. google <laughs> dean's haberdashery 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 with an r okay. huh? yeah, it has an r in it um so everybody's wearing hats at the world's fair Flat caps. um <laughs> oh, actually they're like the little like ball tip like what are those hats called? Bowlers. Bowling yeah. hats. Oh, bowling hats. Bowler yeah. hats. Bowling That's the first hats. thing I thought of. I would have opened a hat store in preparation for that, not yeah. a hotel. Yeah, everybody wants their yeah. hat. It was a hat time. Hat, it was. It would be yeah. a hat and mustache shop. It was, nice. There were some cool pictures of him while he was in medical school, and like all the guys were sitting around um, at the university, and everyone had crazy hats on. I mean, they had like fucking um, the Mad Hatter hat, like the well, fucking Alice was... in Wonderland fucking big-ass hat, and it's like that, and a bow tie. It like it, looked laughable. but It it's was like, brothel days. It's yeah. like, I mean, yeah. if you, if you, like the whole thing of like people with like a big mustache and like the whole like mustache movement happening right now. And like, you always see pictures of like old tiny pugilists with a big mustache and so forth. It's like, this is the era. Yeah. If you're like, like this yeah. is when they and wore if you're six mustaches. foot tall, you're a huge guy. Right. right exactly. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. I always wonder like, what are you gonna look back on? We'll see beards and flannels. We'll be like, uh, oh, fucking yeah. beards and yeah. flannels is the yeah. thing right now. Yeah. But you look, I mean, you, you see pictures of H.H. H. Holmes, like you look at pictures of most serial killers and you're like, yep, that motherfucker's a serial killer. You 
you see a picture of H.H. H. Holmes, he yeah, looks like a, a gunslinger or a doctor. Yeah. or I mean, he just looks like someone from brothel times. I just, yeah, I just was not impressed with his photo. I think he's handsome. He'll be your huckleberry. He will be your huckleberry. Cross-eyed? Is he cross-eyed? Yeah. Everybody no. back then was cross-eyed. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's a historical Genetics. fact. Genetics. <laughs> yeah. I do think that we have evolved, though. Like, when you look at old pictures. We have. Of, like, the pe- people look so different. You know what I mean? It only has taken a few generations for us to change. Like, people all looked old. Yeah. And it's not even about makeup. Like when you look at old yearbooks, people look like they're fucking 45 in their picture when they were 18. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's very strange. And like when you look at like beautiful, like, beautiful women like a now. picture of Auntie Anne's pretzels. Like the. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I do like love a it's old like the lady gr- bun. No, yeah, it's the grandma. Oh, Sylvester, yeah. Sylvester and Tweety. Yeah. Like yeah. Sylvester and Tweety granny. Yeah. Um, no, when you look at like an attractive woman of our, our decade, you know, yeah. and then you look at like six decades back, like even if you put that woman in her fucking clothes today and did the makeup, whatever, we look different. Same thing with the guys. Yeah. Like we look different. Like, yeah. I mean, there's some dapper dudes in suits back in the day, but it's, it's still, I don't know. We've evolved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Inner, inner breeding. Slowly moving on our way to grays. That's okay. right. We'll we're get to that later. One yeah. step closer to our, becoming grays. Our eyes are getting bigger and we're like so tone. That's a family in their 20s. Like they look like they're like 63. <laughs> Fucking hard as life, right? Yeah, and they got they have like young kids like that are three and probably it's one. Because they lived on whiskey and mutton and had to fucking yeah. dig holes that's all day. That's serious yeah. though, yeah. Mm-hmm. like That's crazy. So Holmes starts building this place. He knows the World's Fair is coming. He builds this hotel, right? And it's so large that everyone in Chicago starts to refer to it as the castle, right? right? So it's three stories tall. It's 162 feet long and 50 feet wide. And its address was 601 through 603 West 63rd Street. So it was like a block of building. And you see pictures of it, and it's just this huge, legit three-story brick. Building. Is it still there? No. Oh. No. It's actually on the spot where it used to be. There is currently a post office. They, That's they, bullshit. They're world's most haunted post office. That's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, they burned it down after significant so, events. Yeah. What, now, what do you guys think about the the way that he built it with, with the stairways that leading into nowhere, doors that only open from the outside? First off. Crooked hallways. Yeah, like it's very it's very Winchester, Winchester mystery yeah. house. Yeah. But the thing, because I was reading it and like I was like... There's something like 50 doors that don't open to anywhere. Rumors had to start. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he kept switching staff and firing people for incompetent work and whatnot. I guess you could blame him and be like, look, this idiot built a stairway. No, that's the thing. Cause, cause as I was like, reading, I was like, how do you build a stairway that goes to nothing and all the like soundproof rooms and fucking all these bizarre yeah. elevators that lead to the basement and all this shit? And like, how do you, like, he didn't build it himself. Like, but dudes, then when aren't, I, yeah, dudes aren't sitting on lunch break going, like, hey, man, you work on the second floor? Do you see all those fucking doors that just go to brick? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I guess, I guess what it start. I guess what it said though was that he was constantly, and because a he was a con man, so he was right. able to fucking convince people of shit. But he was constantly I don't hiring. Think he was con- I think he, was, I think everybody else was just stupider. Than Maybe him. like he, he's like he was decently smart. And well, no, he I think just tell people stuff. And they're I like, think okay. we, I think we have to call him a con man though, because some of the stuff he was doing were just straight up cons. He was well, doing they it to were, make yeah. money, you know. Yeah. But with this particular thing, because I was like, how the fuck do you get that built? But he kept firing his contractor crews. Right. He kept firing them, and then he would hire the next people and yeah. be like, look, these fucking people did not know what they were doing they built like this half of the thing just has all these fucking doorways that don't go to anywhere just ignore that well, was, I just want you guys to work on this section right, right now and do yeah, this it, it was, and then he would fire them and then he would hire somebody it else it was partially because he didn't want any one person to know the layout 
sure. of the hotel. Well, not partially. That's why yeah, I was compartmentalized. But I mean, that would be easy enough. I mean, if you if you had six new doorways on the floor and right. then you fired the guy who built them and then you hire somebody else and you're like, look, this fucking idiot just put six doorways here. Can you brick those off? Yeah. And then we're going to tear this wall out. And that's like, we're going to tear this wall out later, but just brick off these doorways. Cause and then, okay, brick off the doorways. Okay. I don't need your services anymore. And yeah. then you hire somebody else. Don't let him into that section. I've got my creepy bricked off doorway. I'm kind, of, like, I'm kind of excited about seeing the new movie coming out now. Yeah. I'm really like, curious about this. So, so this movie, you yeah. said it's starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as HH Holmes. Something and it's directed by Man in, Man in White City, I think, or something. Directed uh, by Scorsese. It it's going to yeah. be fucking off the dials. Oh my god, I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, it's going to be fucking sick, fanboy dude. over here. Oh my it's god, not, I can't uh, wait to see this. It's going to be fucking ridiculous. It's, it's uh, <laughs> Devil in the White City. Devil in the go. White City. Yeah. Um, I can't believe giant ass Dave got so fanboy right now, dude. That sounds so awesome. All, like now that I've researched Leo. this guy, I've like I want to see him as H. H. Holmes with Scorsese at the helm. That's going to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because Leonardo is a good good actor, and and, and, and whenever he's in movie like like Django, like. I just watch Django. That shit is good. That is a good movie. <laughs> Dude, Django's awesome. I, I like the, movie the like German, time. the German fucking, uh, the dentist, the traveling dentist. Yeah. That guy. That guy's bad. Badass. Yeah. But DiCaprio plays a fucking spot on part. I mean, he's yeah. fucking oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Always. He's, yeah. yeah, he is good. Um, so he gets this thing built and he starts hiring people to work there and he's got enough charisma and so forth that the people that work there just don't go to the sections that are the sections he intends to murder people in. To the point that years later, there was a guy who was the property caretaker who like lived on site and took care of it. And he had never gone into the rooms he was told he couldn't go into. Right. And it had been years. Did you see right? he, he bought the bank vault, put it in there and then had him build the building around it and then refused to pay for it? <laughs> so he no. can't get it out. <laughs> he, yeah. He bought a giant ass bank vault on credit. Put it in, and then they built all the way around it. And then when it came down to pay, he's like, "I'm not paying for it." And they're yeah. like, "Well, then we'll take it back." He's like, "Good luck, damage my building, and I'll sue you." <laughs> Guy. Like that's how he fucking yeah. ran everything. So throughout this whole time, right? I mean, he's running scams. He ends up hooking up with some uh, uh, criminal named Benjamin Peitzel, mm-hmm. um, who I just kept reading as Pretzel. So I'm just going to. He was one of the that. carpenters, yes, Pretzel. Yes. Yeah. So Benjamin Benjamin Pretzel, aka Mr. Salty. Um, so Benjamin Peitzel, AKA Mr. Salty, um, he, they start running insurance scams with each other, just like fucking ten, like they, they ran a $10,000 insurance scam on life insurance, faking people's deaths. So I, and I suspect and this they is brothel went, times, $10,000 is, is a lot of I want to know like yeah. how that goes down. Like you're just, he's hanging out with the guy. He's like, I kind of like this carpenter. He's a pretty cool guy. Like one day they have a whiskey and he's like, Hey man, I kill people. Like he just, just fucking throw it on the table. Like, how do you? I don't know if he out? knows he was killing people. I think he was just in for the for the grift. And somewhere in the well, he he was were... he was a he was a con artist, and this guy was a, a criminal had right. a criminal background. Right. They probably hit it off or talking, and and or and, you bring it up like, oh, you could just jokingly like, hey man, uh, like I can get dead bodies. You want to do an insurance scam? And they're like, what? And you're like, I'm fucking kidding. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but seriously though, <laughs> seriously. But seriously though, we unless could you're, unless you're serious. Yeah, you know we I mean? could do this. Yeah. Like, this well, because the thing I is that like I'm a pharmacist, I'm a doctor, I have friends at medical school, I can get yeah. dead bodies, and then we yeah. can do insurance scams. And, and it's not even illegal. Yeah, it's not even illegal. Just even they're though, already you know, dead. Little yeah. do you know, I'm killing them. Yeah. But you know, so he's. 
I mean, he is a con man. He's running cons. He's running insurance scams, all this stuff. You said you didn't know how much $10,000 was. Um, later on, when I'll skip ahead a little bit, once he's finally arrested for his murders, the Hearst. Spoiler. The, yeah, no. <laughs> he died. The, 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 the Hearst. <laughs> the Hearst families paid him $7,000 um, to confess. Yeah. For their newspapers. And it said that the $7,000 was the equivalent of $215,000. Mm. I was wondering so if though, he was why running he accepted, a Why is he even interested 10, in money? Ten, if, like, yeah, you're not so, going to live so, on. He doesn't have heirs. Like, why does money even interest you, know? you at that point? How do you know? Well, he did have three wives and multiple kids. Not that he cared. Well, money <laughs> interest. That he, he wanted to make a lot of money. He was born into a wealthy family. Yeah. So money was a thing. Yeah. But if it's like, you're dying tomorrow, I'm going to give you $250,000 to tell me your story. All right. You know. Give it to the rest of the midges. Right. Why not? Yeah, the, the other the other midges need it. Webster and Gary Coleman both. Yeah. I forgot now. Mudget, mudget, okay. mudget. Um, so he's you know he's doing stuff. He's uh, he even would get everyone who came to work at the hotel. He would take out a life insurance policy on. <laughs> That's awesome. And he would pay the premiums, See, but then they were is, yeah. in his name. Yeah, like back then there was no suspicion in in, in culture. That wasn't a thing, so it didn't seem odd. Like, right. Why would, like, how do you convince someone, hey, I'm going to take life insurance out on you. It's just a requirement. What they we do. might not even have known. No, they knew. And then he paid the, he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to pay the premium just in case something it happens. It doesn't say it's that they knew. He thing. just took it out on them. Right. He yeah. just took it out on them. Yeah, maybe they didn't know. I have no I idea. How could you take, you took, he took it out on dead I mean, bodies. I have one on you and I didn't even have to ask. That's so. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It happens. Awkward Watch silence. Yourself. All right. Watch yourself. I don't even know what we're talking about. So Oprah, <laughs> she was. Ooh, don't bring Oprah back up. The mob no will shit. come out. Um, so he ends up building at the bottom floor of the castle is the new drugstore because he ends up moving out of the old drugstore. Right. And then the top two floors or certain parts of them anyway are a hotel for was, the World's Fair. I thought that was weird, though. I mean, to have the. I guess it just, there's just a fucking greased up shoot that the bodies just slide right through the fucking right aid at the bottom, you know? Yep, down into the basement. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, I mean, he needs chemicals to kill people. He needs chemicals to anesthetize people. He needs chemicals to dispose of the body. Yeah. He runs a pharmacy in the 1800s. Yeah. He's got access to all the chemicals. They're just dropping them off at the back yeah. door. He doesn't right. even have to snoop around looking to get them. They're just be getting delivered yeah. legitimately. True. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody's, nobody's turning him in saying this guy is coming and buying chloroform. That's true. No, people yeah, this guy just there. bought, this guy just bought a bunch of chloroform it's yeah. like yeah he's, he's the pharmacist, pharmacist. <laughs> yeah and people come there asking you to take medicine like they're like right. hey give me pills like okay right. here you go and we're talking about a pharmacy in 1890 yep. like yeah. it wasn't like there was a schedule one drug yeah. class it, it was, was like, more can like i get yeah it was I more like a fruit stand opium yes yeah did you see <laughs> it was like a fruit like, stand you like, need cocaine and opium here yeah. you go did you see his mineralized water scam <laughs> no so on top of killing people and doing all this fucking crazy shit and having i mean he there was nothing he didn't dabble it's fucking crazy. He's so diverse with his craziness. He was selling mineralized, like magic snake oil water, basically. It was just called mineralized water. And he was just fucking. His problem is he didn't know what he wanted to be. He, he didn't know just, if he wanted to be a con artist or a serial killer. Well, he was just right. filling bottles with tap water and fucking calling it mineralized water. And it's like, who's going to say shit? Like, Social there's engineer. no FDA. There's nothing to <laughs> no. prove. It's just water in a fucking bottle that he labeled and used Well, that was his give back to society. Yeah. He was actually helping people because it was Well, that's placebo. exactly what the water industry industry is today yeah like you just buy bottled water yeah. and it's like it just came out of a tap how in many Los people Angeles. drink yeah how many people drink smart water yeah we yeah. call it quaker wings water and yeah. it's like oh it came from quaker lake yeah by quaker lake i mean the la reservoir what's yeah. quaker wings i don't know i just made up a name that's a strange go-to though like that's fucking weird is i would it? have picked like a glacier or something like 
Is no? it? Like a mountain spring or something? Quaker wings? I have no idea. Someone's with me in the world on that shit. <laughs> I thought it was good, Dave. Thank you. No. I would drink yeah. Quaker wings water. Girl, it's like cream of wheat legs except, water. Like cream of wheat now, legs. Yeah. I already know. I like lumpy cream of wheat. Yeah. Thank you very much. I already know Quaker wings water is a fraud, though. My my daughters, I made... Um, I can't make it. I can't we do got, it. We got, done, we got done at judo, and I was like, they're like, hey, are we going to eat? And I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, uh, I was like, let's make something quick. Uh, you want some cream of wheat? They're like, yeah, with lumps. And I'm like, yeah. And they fucking went nuts over cream of wheat. They're so, like, mommy ugh. don't know how to make it. Daddy makes it with the lumps. And I was like, <laughs> so I'm not, tell me how you fuck it up. Cause when I was how do you, little, what do you mean how you fuck it up? Well, when I was little, my mom would make me cream of wheat and it had lumps in yeah. it. Right. And then I went to my yeah. grandma's house and I was like, what, what the fuck is this? Like, you, I didn't say that at five, yeah. but I was like, what is this? Like, there's no lumps. Like soup? where are the lumps? Yeah. yeah. What is this cream of soup? Yeah. Like, and she was like lumps. What do you mean lumps? And she had, that's my mom. She's like, Oh, it's, not, you're boiling it, not paying attention. You don't stir no. it or something. Yeah. So don't use milk for one because okay. it makes it too creamy. And then so you take what, however amount you have with your water, and you have your cream of wheat in your measuring cup. Once it, the water boils, just dump it in. Don't let stir. It, it. Let it set for like a couple seconds, and then start slowly stirring it, and it'll clump up. Really? Yep. Why does it not just homogenize? How are clumps forming if it's like a uniform? <laughs> because because when you dump it in, the water's only going to the outside, uh-huh. and so it creates like a Uneven pocket. Heat. Yeah, and then when you start stirring it, it'll start clumping it, and then you'll get the lumps in there. Yeah, I've never been able to make lumpy cream wheat. Yeah, just dump it in and let it set for a second, and then then stir it. I'm completely out of this conversation because I think cream of wheat is disgusting. What? Really? It's like eating it has snot. a black guy on the on the thing. <laughs> it does have a black. It's guy like in Uncle the box. Ben's rice, but it's <laughs> cream of wheat. <laughs> it's Uncle Ben's wheat. It's not. I, ever I think since okay. I was a kid, like my brother would always eat Brent, cream of wheat. Brent I would hated eat macaroni it. salad until he ate mine. I guarantee you, my the cream of wheat don't taste like snot. I bet you that is the truth because I didn't like potato salad either. But like my wife's family makes good potato salad. I hate all other potato salad. I yeah. fucking do not like macaroni salad. Brad made macaroni salad at a barbecue and. He told me try it, and I was like, "Fine, I'm a grown man. I'll fucking try this shit." I tried, and I liked it. I ate the whole thing. And, and usually, wheat, if I like about it, consistency, yeah, I like cream of wheat really thick. I don't do the lump thing, but I don't want it watery. Like I don't want you to be able to. Mine's take the never spoon been slimy, and it runs off the spoon all fucking. I've block. never had slimy cream of wheat. No. All right. Well, you you can make me. You're my huckleberry. Bowl. You can make me some cream of wheat. I'll try it. it has to have butter in it though. Yeah. Yeah, butter, butter, sugar. I have fake butter. Yeah. What do they make? It's just vegetable oil. Oh, margarine is yeah, not margarine. really. Margarine most, is most, ve- vegetarian, huh? Most margarine does have whey in it. So it's not vegan. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you can just use your whatever butter you want. Yeah. That's way off topic. Let's yeah. go. What do you mean? That's not <laughs> off topic. H.H. H. Holmes uh, served cream of wheat in his uh, murder castle. Yeah. Okay. Well, just cream wheat. So, okay. The murder castle. So he builds it. <laughs> The upper floors contain his living quarters where he lives, bunch of guest rooms, and then um, the other rooms where yeah. he would torture and kill people, soundproofed rooms. Those um, were guest rooms. Come that, on. That's true. They were guest rooms. He built an alarm system back then, too. And I was trying to figure out what he could have possibly done because, like, the Tesla Edison thing, like, you're just now getting electricity. So I had, think it was it it strings have, and bells. Pretty much strings and bells, I think, because it was, it was to indicate at night if people were moving around the hotel. Right. So, I mean, if you just had, because I know back well, then you would have, like, strings and bells to call a butler or something. Right. If you had something in Installed on a door that tweaked a string, and then in your torture palace, it rang a bell. You just, knew someone just. That's left funny. The room. Maybe I couldn't conceivably this, see him running a string three stories down to the fucking like secret room where there's a bunch of bells sitting there. Why not? He had a chute that goes to the basement yeah. for bodies. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, no, but he he had an alarm system, oddly angled hallways, doors leading to nowhere, doors that could only be opened from the outside. Uh, the, the description of the architecture and the blueprints were that it was built so that there were endless ways that if you were in the building, you would have been confounded and not known where to go, where you were, or how to get I've out. I've been fucking dead because yeah. I can't get out of a doctor's office that's, <laughs> right. that's efficiently and effectively designed for you to like be able to get out of there. Yeah. So a lot of the rooms were soundproofed. He had gas jets that ran up into certain rooms so that he could like use ether and asphyxiate people. Mm -hmm. So he just, it would tap down into the ether supply that came from the pharmacy. So some He's of the rooms 50 were... 50-gallon drum, yeah. or 50-barrel drum. Well, did you see, there, actually, just... when they, um, after the building burns down in the end, they were going into the basement, Spoiler like... Spoiler alert. Whatever. Cool. He just said he had <laughs> gas. I could tell where the gas came from. So in the bottom, they go down uh, to explore it, and they find like a tunnel leading towards the street. Yeah. And they um, knock on the, it's just a dead end tunnel and they knock on it, it's hollow and they knock the wall out and the guy lights a match and fucking blows up, yeah. it blows up and explodes. Kills and everybody. there's a giant tank of oil and he claimed to not know what it was about, but right. they said the oil would have killed, the, the fumes from that oil would kill you within a minute. Within a minute, yeah. yeah. Huh. But no, and it said, I don't think that was after the building burned down. Oh, okay. I think that was during Accidental the, spoil. that was during the investigation, um, investigation oh, okay. of the, of the building. So he had a secret hanging chamber, mm -hmm. as you do. A hanging chamber? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hanging chamber. Yeah. Um, he had, like you said, a bank vault where he would leave people in there to suffocate. And I hope he said silly shit after it, like, thanks for hanging out, and then he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, make, love yeah. to, I'd love to hang around, but <laughs> yeah. he just got too many throws other you in to the do. vault. Yeah. I totally you know, wiggled my fingers yeah. when I said yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. did. He put, put people in the bank vault to starve to death, yeah. you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I won't be making a withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. If man. these things aren't too bad, this wasn't a food bank. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, people if, starved were if laughing. If these things aren't in the DiCaprio movie, I'm going to be fucking Yeah, pissed. I'm angry about it right yeah. now. Apparently that was a book in 2003. That's what I was going to tell you. See, it's a book, so you can probably read it. Yeah. So I thought the, I, the film was going to be based on this guy's. Yeah, yeah this guy's I won't book. be reading it. Yeah, I won't. I don't fucking need to read this. I'll shit. be sitting here thinking of corny jokes for the record. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Keep so going. he would lock what people, other rooms. Are there? He would lock people into the bank vault to suffocate right. because it was airtight. So right. after a couple of days, they would asphyxiate. Um, he would leave people in rooms they couldn't get out and have them starve to death. And later on, they found scratches on the walls and on people brick. Trying, yeah, on people brick. taking a brick. Yeah. Did you see the one? I thought it was kind of weird. There was a, a brick room. That's that made my fingers hurt. Yeah. A completely sealed brick room. The only way you could get to it was through a, a hatch in the roof. So you'd have to like ladder someone up there. Like, can you crawl? He's up like, there? hey, can you come up here and look at my air conditioning? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> but he would put them in there and then lock them in a fucking room in the roof. That was it was only um you could only get into it from below, which is weird. That doesn't seem. Betty, I'm but. going up to feed the pigeons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking yeah. I don't fuck. know. <laughs> Tricky shit. Yeah. After, see, we've just ruined H. H. Holmes for me because now I just picture him as this mustache twirling yeah. Yeah, pun, he's a douchebag pun yeah. saying douchebag yeah, this is great no, it's much better it's much better this way it's yeah. much better um so he would have he had shoots during uh, on the different floors that would drop into the basement so he could just mm -hmm. discard bodies right. straight down to the basement um 
They, I might slide in for a visit later. <laughs> <laughs> he had a special kiln. I'm holding out for better. Are he had one? two. He's got to hit him. He's got to go. He had two furnaces and a kiln <laughs> in the basement so he could burn the bodies. Right. Um, he had, as you do, an acid pit. Yeah. yeah. And when the investigators found that apparently the acid pit was only used for children, because yeah. the children, like children's, he, they found bones from children from yeah. six to eight in the acid pit, I, I but thought, no adult bones were yeah, in the yeah, acid I pit. I thought it was very strange because he had two um, incinerators that he said was for like glass blowing or something when they built it um, to justify it. But if you have incinerators and you don't want to get caught, like the only no, no, no. reason... He what? needs the the acid was to clean the bones because he was shipping the bones out Oh, what's the skeletons. The, so why did he sometimes bury them in lie? Like he had lie pits, he would bury them in shallow graves with lie. Why not just burn them? And you does it damage the bones? I wonder if you'd burn the flesh off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what I think hard it does. work I think that it would does. be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, well that's, that's what I say. Hard. Like you kill two hundred people. Like the the man just getting rid of the bodies and like all this yeah. stuff. Ugh. Like yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, he's just sitting or there. or having to just clean the bones. Like yeah. you know, you're selling skeletons. To these schools, right? And you're like just cleaning. But I guess if you liked it, I guess if that's your hobby, right? Then you, you don't know, mind like, doing it. Yeah. It's like he's doing woodworking out in the shop. Yeah, but he's just exactly. sitting there with someone's femur that yeah. like, chops off their leg and has to be careful about it too because you don't Ooh. you can't damage it. I wonder where the food from the hotel was coming from. <laughs> you think there was no rumor? No, no, there was no rumor. But who knows? Who knows? Why not <laughs> save a couple bucks? Yeah, I mean, like you got Why ham not? hocks, like. <laughs> Man, gross. So I bet you, I bet um, you, he's feeding the people. But yeah, he would take, he would clean up the skeletons. He had a dissection table. He would clean up the the skeletons because he had all these connections at the U of M Medical School. So he would be like, "Oh, you need skeletons? I can get you guys skeletons." And he would sell the skeletons of his victims. And <laughs> what he, size <laughs> you need? An eight year old? <laughs> what do you need? Got it. What do you, I got it. Yeah. If not, I take special orders. Yeah, I'll get one. Um, and he would also sell their organs. He would he would remove he would like surgically remove the organs. Where does one say I got a liver? Like, how are you? selling that like there's just no He's questions asked. it's brothel days man shit yeah. was different hey man you want to buy a liver sure yeah. no, no question. you would ju- you would just be like, i mean hey this doctor's office is closing and he's got three skeletons and two livers and a brain do you guys yeah. want to buy any yeah. of them yeah sure okay i'll ship them there send me the cash yeah weird. like just part of his constant scams and schemes that he was running i mean it's just fucking and there's no fucking gnarly. is there ice at this point in time do they have ice yeah no yeah. nothing no. on the no the I'm world sure was too ice. hot for ice no doc brown had to build that giant machine for one cuban row road times brothel times whatever we're calling it you would have there would be ice houses so in the winter they would cut all you'd cut all the ice off the top of lakes and streams and then store them in basically in basements covered in hay and then the ice house would all winter long you would put ice in this basement covered in hay and straw and then all summer long you would just pull the ice out in blocks and sell them only 68 degrees underground. That doesn't make sense. That's during, that, well, that when was it was funny. full of was ice during, and right. straw. Because oh, oh, really, yeah. power wasn't. I mean, power was everywhere for the most part. No, that's the world. It was industrial re- revolution, though. Like, they were already there. It's 1893. Not, power wasn't everywhere. That was I a, think they had DC current. They weren't, they weren't stuff, adopting like, Tesla shit. Like, they had to have power stations think, every mile yeah. and shit. No, I think pow- powers were probably in factories and in rich houses. But that not not refrigeration. Fuck, we didn't even have, like, air conditioning and shit until, like, like the 50s well, I know refrigeration wasn't there, but I'm just saying yeah. power in general. 
Well, the reason that they call, I mean, the reason people still call a fridge an ice box is because it was literally it was an, an ice, ice box. box. My fucking box house, put a, the house a I live block in, of ice in it. the laundry room was actually the room for the ice box where it's like there, you could drain into the fucking floor under the stairs yeah. or whatever. Right. Like those yeah. back rooms that everyone used for laundry rooms and old yeah. houses were actually where the ice box was. Yeah. It was right. wood slats. And the, yeah. Because yeah. they didn't have washing machines. Yeah. Like was, I mean, we even have one. There's a place here in town, an old brick building in Bakersfield called the Ice, the house. ice house. Yeah. And it's always where restaurants are. But that was the ice house for Bakersfield. Yeah. And I don't know where the fuck they got their ice in, I guess, up in the mountains and they would bring it down and then store it in the ice house. So yeah, they'd have an ice truck, bring it right. down to in the Chicago, to... much easier to get ice yeah. in the winter. I'm just picturing like how quickly does this liver organ transaction take place? Is it in a fucking box? A oh, pail? Like, some guy? Well, yeah. it's, pr- it's probably it's in, gotta... in a solution. I mean, you yeah. probably cut the liver out and drop it in like, a jar. Yeah, right. a jar. Formaldehyde. There, yeah. there you go. You'd probably just throw it straight into formaldehyde and then take a little you know, sip. It's not like it's for a transplant. It's probably for a medical. Study. True. Or for st- you know something like that, yeah. It all makes sense now. I feel better about it. Thank okay. you. Um, so he, at the end of the day, the estimates range from twenty-seven to two hundred people that he killed in this stretch. Nine, as low as nine, as low as nine. Yeah, nine confirmed. Only nine like, confirmed. He, yeah, nine confirmed, like provable for sure. Because some of the ones he admitted to twenty-seven, and some of the people he admitted to are alive. Yeah. Which was weird. Like, yeah. he was just, a st- then you start going, oh, fuck, this guy's lying about shit. Now we'll never know. Right. You know I mean? So it's no one of- really knows what the, so I think the, of the, pe- maybe the nine were just the current corpses I in think, the murder I think maybe house. It, I, I think no maybe it's better that way because I think if you knew the truth, it's probably not as cool. Well, like, that yeah. thing I saw with the profiler, he's saying that generally, um, when they could document the first like killings that were like men's killing and stripping flesh and getting to skeletons and, you know, selling them that he had to have done it before then, you know, based off his experience and ability right. and the level at which he's doing things that there must've been previous incidents sure. that we just don't know about. Right. So that's how they start getting the estimate of 200. They're like, it was this, this year to this year, he did this. And at that point he must've already done, done this. Other in the, things yeah. As well. yeah. And that's why he moved. That explains this person moving. They're like, Oh, that person went missing. These people went missing. Yeah. Yeah. So like profilers are the ones who are coming up with the, with the final estimate. But, and again, it was a, for being a serial killer, this was a stroke of genius. The world's fair is coming. I'm opening a hotel that I think he even called it the world's fair hotel. Right. Yeah. And it was like, that that was the name. It was three miles away from the front entrance of the world's fairs. People would just stroll up the way into the world's fair. And then the world's fair was a lengthy thing. It lasted for months. So all these people would show up, check into the hotel. One or two of them might not check out all Although they officially checked out and then right. they'd be like, I don't know. They checked out last Tuesday. Hell, if yep. I know where they went, Chicago can be a dangerous place. It's right. like, I mean, and one thing I read was that he preferred to kill children and blonde women. Yeah. So those were his his uh, two uh, preferences. I'm with him on the women. The kids, I got to draw yeah. a line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So. He totally gets away with it. World's Fair comes and goes. Everything's perfectly fine. The uh, the he didn't get caught for. Uh, for being a serial killer. Like that's not what, what brings him down. So there's a financial slump. There was a financial crisis in, in uh, actually the world's fair had to be sooner because I think the financial crisis was in 1893. That was the reason that number was in my head. Anyway, he ends up having, he gets the creditors are coming for him for all the scams he's pulled to build the castle. And he ends up just bailing on Chicago. Right. 
So, but apparently the building is still running as a hotel because there's a guy who's the caretaker of the hotel who's still checking in guests, but he still doesn't go into the rooms he was told not to go into. So what's or maybe this, he what's just what's this knob do? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like what the fuck? Um, <laughs> who's gonna stay in here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he ends up uh, leaving, and and he just travels the world scamming people. Right. He like goes from fucking Canada to Texas, like all over. Like I didn't know it was that easy to get around did, but, uh, where did the mr salty thing come in though is that after this this was during this but a lot after it the <laughs> death of mr salty was after this okay so what happens is he ends up running around and doing all these scams and after he leaves chicago he gets arrested in texas for some kind of an of a horse scam yeah, weird horse theft yeah, yeah. And he ends up uh, meeting an inmate named Marion Hedgepeth. They all That's have such right. great names. Yeah. So he meets Marion Hedgepeth um, and he comes up and he involves Hedgepeth in a scheme with him and Mr. Salty trying to do insurance fraud. He needs a better call Saul. So he offers him $500 for a referral to find a trustworthy attorney that can assist him in his next scam. Right. Right. Um, and he ends up stiffing Hedgepeth and not giving him the money. So this ends up pissing Hedgepeth off and Hedgepeth tips off the authorities and says, I, I know who this guy is, et right. cetera, and reveals his identity. So now they're after him for this scam, but not necessarily for anything else. Right. Um, and it gets it gets kind of confusing what's going on. So at this point, he ends up getting Mr. Salty um, Peitzel to agree to fake his own death. Right. To take out insurance money on himself. He tells him you're going to have to go underground and go into hiding. Right. And we're going to give your we're and we're, split 10 grams. Yeah. You. And yeah. then your family's going to get some. I'll get some. We're all going to be cool. Right. And so again, we know, we're talking. Seven grand was 250,000. So, so we're, grand. yeah, we're talking. Well, it was 215. So oh, this okay. is probably 250, 275,000. Quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. 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 So um, little does Mr. Salty know the plan also of, of turning in. Mr. Salty's body actually involves killing him and turning in his right. body. He tells him he's going to get a corpse. You go hide. We'll pretend it's you and collect the money. So sign this paperwork. I now have an insurance policy in your name. And then I'm going to asphyxiate you and light your body on fire. Benzy. What's benzene? <laughs> I yeah. have no idea. He puts chloroform on him, knocks him out, but he's not dead and then burns his body with benzene. Right. I don't think he needed to do that because the whole point in using the body, the right. benzene thing is to, to disfigure the body. Right. So you could use the wrong body. He just burned him for the fuck of it. Right. It was the right body. <laughs> he didn't have to do it. Yeah. It's because he killed him. Yeah. Yeah. So then he lies to his wife, says that his, that uh, Mr. Pretzel, Mr. Salty or whatever call him was hiding in London or something. And this gets weird. I, I had a hard time following the he next. Takes, yeah, he takes three of the five kids, heads towards Canada. So, yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Salty and Mrs. Salty have yes. five kids. Yeah. He takes three of the kids with him and tells her to travel to a city. And they start traveling on parallel rail lines, but not at the same time. And then she'll show up in another town and have a telegraph waiting for her to tell her to go to another town. Impressive in that time of like, communication. You fuck up once fuck? and you're like lost in right. some fucking one horse town. Like, right. And you're in Canada. And I, don't like, oh, shit, I don't understand why he's doing it in the first place. So he has the other kids. I think it's because he was married to the other lady and he didn't want her to know because he had like three wives. He's traveling with some people in the middle of that fucking insurance scam. I think it had to do with him being able to still have his other wife not know what the fuck's going on with that. Like, who's this woman and what are these kids? You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know why he did anything with her. When this did, is that's the problem with this whole thing. Everything is mysterious. Like I thought we were going to get like Ed Gein, 
you know, like details of the murders. It's not really. Well, like there was a whole so well, oh he locked him in a room. Like I was like, I was kind of disappointed well, about Well, we do that. get like, details on these so he takes three of Mr. Up. Salty's yeah. kids. Yeah. The two little <laughs> girls, he puts them into a large trunk and locks them inside, drills a hole in the lid, and then fills it full of gas to asphyxiate them. They gave the address of the house that happened. I looked it up. Yeah. Did you see that? It's yeah. like 16th Street, something Toronto. He really liked in like, Toronto. He really yeah. liked Vincent Street. Six, re- number 16, Vincent Street, Toronto. Yeah. He really liked like gasoline and pe- well, like benzene is like a uh, uh, as a kerosene. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. So um, he he <sighs> buries their bodies nude in the basement of the rental house. He and cut he, the one girl's feet he off. He cut the one girl's feet off because she had a club foot. <laughs> and she he didn't want to leave evidence. Now you have two club feet. He didn't want to leave evidence that that, that that was who it was. Hey, girl, right? you want to go clubbing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You know it's good. Uh, Anybody <laughs> want to join the club? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is you didn't say it in the right voice. I no. Well, no, you said it in the you club of voice. Yeah. Um, and then he kills uh, Mr. Salty's little boy with drugs that he gets from a, f- a pharmacy in Indianapolis. And then he cuts his body apart and burns it in a rental house chimney. And then later on, the cops find the bones in the fire. He was like everything. He was like a half arsonist, like, yeah. like burning the stuff. Like, the way yeah. they said it, though, they said they found the teeth in the chimney. I was like, not in the fireplace? Did they just refer to the whole thing as a chimney back then? I think then? they just must have seen yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, that so was then the chimney, he ultimately... But. And I, I gets arrested for the Mr. Salty murder. Right. Right. And when he's arrested for that murder, he ends up confessing to 27 murders. Because they're going to hang you anyway. You're they're going to like, yeah. no, that's the thing. And this this is like, you know, brothel times justice. We found you guilty of murdering this hang. one person. You're going to hang by the neck. Yeah. And it's like, well, you might have already killed 27 other people. Doesn't fucking matter. You're still hanging by the yeah. neck. Let's just call it a day. We skipped like, one thing somewhere. And I'm bad with timelines, but somewhere back there he was married to a woman he had an affair with a woman and the husband moved away she already had a daughter he gets her pregnant she says i'm pregnant i insist on you marrying me he said fine but you it have was to a, let me perform um, an abortion it was a he, the the husband was an employee at yeah. the hotel at the, at the pharmacy right um yeah she was uh they were having an affair and then she got pregnant. Yeah, and he made her have an abortion. Well, not made her have an abortion. He said, I'll marry you if you let me perform an abortion. Perform the abortion. And yeah. she said, okay. So then he gets chloroform, knocks her out, yeah. kills her, and then kills, kills her. the kid. Yeah. yeah. Punches her his in the wife. stomach. Like, well, not Punches his wife. her in the stomach repeatedly. Yeah. That's so do he kills a separate kid or he just the baby kills the her she and had therefore a, the She had a kid she from had, that she had a daughter. Okay, there was another kid. The husband okay. left, uh, left the daughter because he and finds the wife out behind. That, that they're banging, yeah. I think it was a seven-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he killed the mom and then uh, a little while later killed the daughter. Yeah. Fuck. And technically. I wonder if he was raping any of them. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, no, you won't know. A, you wouldn't know. Well, you, you have wouldn't, no have you wouldn't know, but um, he was like, they said he was a handsome guy, like even though Brad said he's cross-eyed, but they said he was a handsome guy and that he just got the ladies like because he was so intelligent and a con artist that he just got ladies he had lots of relationships yeah, but did he kill him at the chloroform and then maybe have sex with their dead I bodies i think his arousal just came from the killing like he really uh reveled in like listening through the wall and like looking through peepholes and watching him suffocate and watching him die he liked the process of was he masturbating dying. at that point maybe maybe i don't Who know knows? so he gets arrested 
He confesses to a couple of the murders and Hearst of the, which we mentioned, yeah, yeah pays him. fucking Hearst castle, the big fat media mogul, um, ends up paying him $7,000 to confess the stories directly to Hearst reporters because he can, you know, run it over the telegraph and put it, he got, you know, he makes first. it, he gets the yeah. story first. He makes it a big sensational thing. Um, and yeah, he can, he confesses to 27 murders, but it turns out that some of the people he said he murdered were actually people people who were currently alive in Chicago. Um, and so they ended up confirming nine by actually finding the bodies and so forth. But I mean, with all of his kilns and his fucking acid pits and all, I mean, maybe he killed so many fucking people. Like maybe he killed 200 people and he legit didn't remember. Like, did I kill that guy? Like, it's like yeah. that thing. Like, is that? Yeah. And he's mixed up with his names. Like, he's yeah. like fucking all these yeah, different names. He had names. like 20 yeah. different names and he's just like, hmm, that chick that used to work in the pharmacy. What was her name? Yeah. Linda. Banged right. her. Linda. Kill her. Right. She left. Linda. I said she went to go see family in Ohio. Yeah, because that's what's. Was he's like, did like, she? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's busted for all these murders. There's evidence all over the place of these murders. Yeah, why and lie? Then, like, why would you say I killed these people? Maybe maybe he was thinking if they figured out that, oh, no, those people are alive, maybe he, maybe this is all not true. Going for the know? insanity? Yeah, yeah he's going know. or, uh, or going for the trying to play, trying to play him. He thought he was smarter than them, right. you know? And at that point, they probably just didn't give a shit. They're like, right. Nah, they were like, you're, you're, we nah. got you on one. Get, I don't really your, give yeah. a shit about right. the other yeah. ones. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. We'll kill you so right. at that point is when the cops end up going and checking out the murder castle. And they're like, look at this fucking place. And then uh, shortly thereafter, um, so he, before he even, uh, before he hangs... Yeah, before he hangs in August of 1895, the castle burned down. Eyewitnesses said that they saw people running out of it because it had been right. shut down and boarded up, and they saw people running out right as the flame started. The fire investigators found cans of gas throughout the throughout the place. So yeah, the, they, their public was concerned it was going to become like a tourist thing. They yeah, they said that they don't know, they don't know if it was revenge, they don't know if it was anger, they don't know you know. People, but they said the that city, the, they said know? that people no, nearby it was somebody wanted the property, the post office. Probably. Government wanted it. Yeah, it's the post the, the great post office conspiracy. Yep. They, they burn, burn down, down to build the post, post office. office. That's what they do. Those yep. motherfuckers. I haven't heard that one. Um, <laughs> Tear down a rainforest to put up a parking lot. Tear down a rainforest. What was? Remember you sing that shit and it was wrong. What was that? I don't know. That was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong too. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's paved paradise <laughs> put up a parking that's lot that's what I said yeah totally yeah. so uh, I'm glad you know that song Brent. yeah Hunter <laughs> so Hunter Hearst Helmsley was hanged by the neck until dead on May 7th 1896 um, and his neck didn't snap and I don't think that was an accident yeah he squirmed um, they said for 15 to 20 minutes and that was the thing like tip, typically <laughs> they, like and they played uh, Lauren Hill like killing me softly <laughs> with your words because that's the thing, like uh, <laughs> a state sanctioned hanging, like there were hangmen who did this for a living. Yeah, and the yeah. goal was to tie the knot in a way and have the scaffolding built in a way that when the trap door dropped, you fell and your neck snapped. And it was known that if, nice and slow. that if hangmen didn't do it right, it wouldn't snap your neck and you would hang there for 15 or 20 minutes kicking and choking until you finally suffocated. Uh, and hangmen were known. Which he suffocated everybody, which right. kind of... But hangmen were known to like... I just don't know when how The most dastardly minutes. people... Because you can still breathe a little bit. I don't know. So your whole body weight's hanging from... I mean, obviously it happens. I'm just... 
questioning it because 15 minutes like you get in jujitsu you get choked for fucking yeah you're 20 out. seconds you're, you're out. gonna be fucking out you're like out. Yeah. well but it's out. not it's not an arterial choke it's just like pressure on your windpipe if you can still get no it, it's, oh, it's rope around it's, your fucking it's, neck it's, it's gotta be very similar it's, it's right into your your vascular like yeah. it's out you're out i don't think there's a loose part of the fucking rope maybe on the back of you, your neck you would might be, be a loose part you would be if if you if we set up a rope in here for you dave <laughs> and we Close it, it'd be like day, 30 man. seconds you'd be out like well, i would out. get but here, here's here's what i'm gonna say though if you were a hangman you could probably construct a noose that would not kill you for 20 there's minutes. like a secret rope that goes down to his belt loop and no i promise you you could probably harness. be like Super i'm gonna tie this to so all the wedgie. Yeah. all the pressure is gonna land on his jaws and his windpipe's gonna be just fine like, oh, i mean maybe. i'm sure i mean maybe they were just like fuck this guy yeah. and made the worst thing possible yeah, i don't maybe. know but um he requested that his body be buried 10 feet deep and encased in cement because he knew that people were going to dig up his body and defile it. Maybe and that's why he took that Hearst money. Cause how else would you get someone to follow? Why does that even matter? Like, I don't who know. Cares? I like, don't know. Really? Yeah. Cause like you didn't defile the bodies yeah. of people. Like you fucking sold their livers to medical schools. One yeah. thing I like, saw was he was extremely calm, like no anxiety. He just chilled and he said he had a quote at the end there. It was just some calm thing and just fucking went for it. Like took his death like a fucking man. Like well, just, he knew it was coming. I mean, but and even I mean, it was so bad. The so uh, got the guy Pat Quinlan, who was the caretaker of the hotel um, for the time that, um, uh, well, for the whole time, but the time that he left Chicago and and Holmes was traveling around. This guy still ran the hotel. Um, he dis when he discovered that all of the that it was a murder hotel and all these dead bodies were in the basement along with the cops and everything else apparently some years later he killed himself by uh drinking strychnine um and he left a suicide note that just said i couldn't sleep yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He said he had I, been haunted yeah. for several months from seeing yeah. hallucinations. And he was just the guy who, and he didn't even kill anybody. He was just, I just ran the hotel and little did I know that all this shit was happening. I always swore that know. if I kill myself, I'm just going to write a note that says something really weird like Zagnut peanut butter logs. So that everyone's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, it's not going to mean anything. Well, except for, you went crazy. And killed well, I, I, the th I ruined if, it just now, though. If I ever kill myself, I'm going to send out like I'm going to put a piece of mail to somebody yeah. and say, I want you to know that they're after me. <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to be taxidermied. If something if something happens, I suspect I'm going to be killed in the next five days under if, these circumstances. Yeah. If that happens, then you know, know we need that do? I knew the truth about AT and T. Yeah, you know what we need to do. Just, like, put it out there. You know what we yeah. need to do. We need to write up like our wheels for the show because like I want to be taxidermied, put in a wrestling singlet, and be ready at the door <laughs> for when people come in. <laughs> That was some fucking like <laughs> Will Ferrell shit. I like yeah. my baby Jesus. Yeah. I want him to text. I just want to be like at the ready stance. Like when you walk in, you think I'm gonna single leg take you down. Like Did you in fucking a make that up or is yeah. that from a movie? No, that's what I want. Can we give you like a huge package? <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Okay. I just want to. I just want. It has to be. I have to be in a wrestling singlet and I have to be in the ready position. Like I'm ready to fight. Well, in that case, I'm I'm gonna super glue an acorn in the front of your singlet. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I'm dead. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, 
whatever it does makes, matter. That's a what, very specific what, request. Those things, whatever makes everybody else happy is what I want. Yeah, that's true. A funeral is for the other people. So yeah. if we want to give him a big schwanz, can or if I, we want to um, give him an acorn, he yeah. doesn't care. Can I put a motion? If you want an acorn, you just leave it normal. Like that's. I'm gonna put. Well, the thing is, we could just we could just have two. It could we could just tell the taxidermist like we want to be able to replace his junk with the acorn detachable pieces with the little penis. I'm like a Mr. Potato Head for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So it's like we could we could change it up. That's pretty. Every time you walk by, there's gonna be a motion sensor and it's gonna sing that fucking the right the real put up a parking lot. (laughs) Chop down a rainforest. (laughs) Chop down a rainforest to put up a parking lot. (laughs) Fucking not how it goes. It does. So yeah, I. I had never heard of H.H. H. Holmes. Um, I had fucking nothing. I had no knowledge of this guy. And I don't understand why everyone knows who Jack the Ripper is when this fucking guy did this. It's the same like thing same, with Ed Gein. Same time you know I mean? period. Like, yeah. Same. It's like, how did Jack, Jack the, the Ripper R- was bullshit. Yeah. How did Jack the Ripper yeah. make all the papers? And this motherfucker, like at roughly the same time was doing all. But then again, I guess it did make and they the were news because Hearst London. made it the news. Right. But yeah. for some reason, it hasn't lived on like, yeah. like the Jack the Ripper. Maybe it's because Jack the Ripper was mysterious and still no one knew who it was. I don't even and, know. Uh, yeah. I don't even know that Jack the Ripper was that great. It, it was. I mean, yeah. everybody kills hookers. Yeah. Even our guy does. Yeah, even yeah. our guy. Yeah. Yeah. In Bakersfield. Maybe yeah. it's still Jack the Ripper. Man, I got a fucking Maybe. random Maybe. text from random number. I hate that. Because every so, time I say, who is this, they just fuck with you for 10 yeah, minutes. Who is this? Yeah. yeah. Shout outs. Shout outs. Uh, Twitter, Mary Taylor, Hot Butter Podcast, Jennifer Van Wee, Kelp Noodles, Dude Pastor Buyer, Mike Money, Laney2674, Float Indigo in... Thailand, thank you. Uh, actually, they did the uh, James the Beast Wilson, uh, former Bellator heavyweight champion. Give us a shout out yeah. on there. I don't want to fight that guy. Uh, he's pretty beastly. Okay. Uh, yeah, the name for, and and uh, SOA. How do you say that? The Hulk Pelelli or something? Oh yeah, yeah. He was a former Bellator champ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both yeah. those fucking guys. Scary. Yeah. Uh, Jared Mars, Mike Money. Did I say Mike Money? Big uh, Bucks, Bucks. He's been commenting a lot. I just want to thank Jesus uh, Christ, man. Dan Laffner. <laughs> these are all our fans. Paul Sanders. Uh, Skiba7621. Damn, fool. Sharky Xmas. Uh, Royal are, Gaines, the second. Those are all your norms. And Find some new shout outs. Bill Keane. Bill Keane. I never said Royal Gaines. No, you didn't. Uh, Dustin J. Stover. Damn, he's still going. Yeah. Uh, man, who else? That's all right now. All right, I got PBR Man and Andrew Keen. PBR Man's fucking got a whole costume. Pretty awesome. He has a cape and shit. It's all PBR well, colors. PBR Man, I'm in need of $2. Where the fuck are you at? You watch. Watch the mail. It might take a little while. PBR <laughs> Man's going to come through. I won't I need it. Then I'll get watch. Paid by PBR anybody. Man, 1931 I Street, Bakersfield, California, 93301. Yeah. Brad has no belief in you. He's hating on your cape, and he thinks you won't bring him $2. No, I need more than two dollars. Oh, now you're changing it because yeah. you have faith. Well, that was a six faith. pack, a six pack of Cobra is six dollars. Oh, he'll send you PBR. He probably won't send Cobra. Well, don't send that. <laughs> Sponsors. <laughs> um, thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Um, you can get their hot sauce at most major grocery stores, and uh, you feel way cooler if you buy it a little Mercado Latino. Or in the ethnic section of Target and just pretend you're somewhere else. <laughs> just ignore that there's flash drives on the next aisle. <laughs> Talk to the shelf. Yeah. Do you have El Yucacado? <laughs> <laughs> 
No. <laughs> just go find No, that. I don't want three pounds of chicken. Pollo, pollo. <laughs> just walk around Target until you find a Hispanic em- employee and make them help you with it. Just yeah. to make it yeah. really awkward. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you talk to them, yell really loud. Yes. Like they can't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak fake white guy Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What aisle is the Mexican stuff on? Aisle five, sir. The Mexican stuff. Oh, Cinco. Oh, Cinco. <laughs> <laughs> it's on aisle Cinco <laughs> next to the cilantro. Isle Cinco. <laughs> so anyways, you can also get their stuff um, at elucateco.com. They have a gear store. You can buy all kinds of cool stuff. Um, thank you to printdirtcheap.com. Um, both of those people, you can get discounts if you use code SOFAKING. Um, thank you to Salt 7 Float Center, Digital Creations, uh, Dark Side graphics if you need a dick pic on a pillowcase uh punky booster specializes He's in that man. he is your man it's a minimum order quantity of a thousand yeah and there's a uh, add-on fees he can make mm-hmm. it look bigger elongate yeah. it yeah. Um, yeah you can put an emoji on the head yeah. yeah yeah or a shirt that says uh uh i'm not a lesbian but i always got my strap on uh, uh, he has those. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> God damn it, I'm forgetting someone. Thank you to Dan Camarillo. Um, you can go to armhunter.com for um, apparel, geese, instructional DVDs. Yep. And if you're in Bakersfield. World-class um, instruction. You can come by for world-class instruction from Brad. No. Brad's me. a star. We put out a, no. an ad on Facebook, and it's it's Brad got getting an arm bar. Yes. I got yeah. a bit of cauliflower here going on. It's hurting. Dude, me too. I have, like, puffy but not enough to drain over here. It, it, mine went solid hard. Like, it was like a, a constipated poop right away. <laughs> like, um, I was going to say, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, uh, people that were supposed to send stickers to or whatever were, were in the middle of uh, switching out and getting some stuff together. So it might take a little longer than usual. Probably hit um, us back up because it's getting yeah. lost in the fucking wave of yeah. social media messages. Um, yeah, but we're actually doing a sticker pack and getting some more stuff ordered. So yeah, I know one. Or, I've told one or two people on Instagram that I'm sending like you stickers. Off, yeah, but blow me up again another week or so, and we'll have new stickers. And I'll try. We'll try and go back through and figure out who if we missed anybody or whatever. But yeah, so we got we got some good stuff coming. Gary Coleman stickers, new shirts in uh, stock. Yeah, um, webcam blockers yep. so the government can't see you. Yep. So we got those coming. Yep. So um, should we get anybody? Yep. Is everybody. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let me retard. It's like looking directly into the sun with the naked eye. A serial killer killing before they testify. Welcome to the murder show. Show you how to murk a flow or how to crush a windpipe with your elbow. I'm meditating on the murder. You heard of me, sorta. In the news reported to having a mental disorder. If I had a quarter for every reporter on my list, I'd be stacking a million. Making a serial killing week. Killing this shit. How crazy are you willing to get? Russia roulette, let the cylinder spin. Prove that the devil exists. Climbing out the ghetto from the deepest abyss. Hold my strays, find their ways to the ones I missed, bitch. Welcome to the murder show. Everything you see is incredible. You're ready though. Take a seat. Welcome to the murder show. Welcome to the murder show. Everything you see is incredible. You're ready though. Take a seat. Welcome to the murder show. Motivated by murder. Hit him until we hurt him. Heard him talking about us. But now you're talking to the burner. Click, click.
clack a nigga lay flat, wet his shirt up. Watch him off the map, ain't no telling where he turn up. Lack of remorse, and I don't fucking feel a thing. And of course, we're on the murder streets, preferably we move in the dark. Don't ever sit in the park, because I'm waiting across the street in my car. And we know exactly who you are. If you're not a gorilla, then you're just another monkey in a tree. Trying to swing like me. Clap his ass, R.I.P. O.D.T.H.C. L.S.D. D.O.A. Your V.I.P. Try B. G.I. Joe. Watch how G.I.B. Think of how many we 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 show shows just slept through. Welcome to the murder show. Everything you see is incredible. Hope you're ready though. Take a seat. Welcome to the murder show. Welcome to the murder show. When I hit the little voices, the choices I make are breaking you down and killing the game like a poisonous snake. There's no mistake in my name, forsaking my lane. I'm truly insane, and you can truly catch two to the brain. Turn you into a shit stain, run you over with the crazy train. Eddie Kane, nights like this, praying for fucking rain. Bet not show your face. So even if you don't know yourself, you better know your place. Just a law soul that knows no fate, no one's safe. Raised and not give a fuck with no one's safe. A loose cannon killing everything standing Use that iPhone footage for them news crew cameras, motherfuckers Welcome to the murder show Everything you see is incredible You're ready though, take a seat Welcome to the murder show Welcome to the murder show Everything you see is incredible You're ready though, take a seat Welcome to the murder show 